This episode is brought to you by eToro, Australia's leading social investing platform with over 30 million users worldwide, allowing you to explore local and global markets, diversify your investments and copy popular investor strategies. You can now invest in ASX and US shares as well as ETFs with 0% commission. AFSL 491139, capital at risk, other fees apply. See PDS and TMD. Welcome to the Ladies Finance Club Little Financial Snack Episodes, tasty answers to your money questions. This is where I'm joined by eToro's market analyst, Josh Gilbert, to ask him the questions that have come from you, our lovely listeners. Not only does he possess a very calming and delightful British accent, but he's also a wealth of knowledge in the world of finance and investing. So if you have a cue for us, email us at hello at ladiesfinanceclub.com and make sure to leave us a little cheeky review or subscribe to the podcast. Now let's get into this week's question. So I guess the second most asked question we get once women learn about exchange traded funds or ETFs or EFTs as my mum sometimes calls them. What, how do we choose them? Because there's over like, what, 260 different types in Australia or something like that. There's heaps. How do we know which ones to choose? Yeah, so, I mean, that's just in Australia alone, right, Molly? So globally, there are are thousands. Um, So there's so many to choose from. There's so many different sectors, countries, themes. And ETFs have been, you know, have become a huge part of investing over the last sort of five to 10 years. They've really grown in popularity. But I think, this question can sort of be answered by making sure investors know, again, what sectors, countries or themes that they want to invest into, and then understand that not all ETFs are the same. So investors should know that, you know, in terms of if we're buying a, a, an ETF here in Australia, it may not just include Australian companies, it can include international companies. And the same if you're buying a, an ETF that's maybe listed in on a US exchange, again, it may not just be US stocks, it can include stocks from all around the world. So that's the, the best place to start, understand what you want to invest into. Um, so let's say if it's lithium, okay, I want to invest into a lithium ETF, um, you want to have a look at what stocks that ETF owns, where those stocks are coming from, because often it may include even stocks such as Tesla, um, that maybe aren't specific to, say, the lithium mining industry, but obviously have a huge part to play in the future of lithium as well. So that's really important as part of buying an ETF. You want to understand what exposure the ETF has. So like I say, what stocks does it own? Uh, where are those stocks located? Um, so I think that's really important. Then we want to look at the size of the fund. So as we said earlier, there's thousands and thousands of ETFs. So you're going to have some really big fund managers. So that's, again, a really important um, focal point is, is who's running the ETF. So some of the bigger names, you've got things like BlackRock. Um, we've got Beta Shares here in Australia. And there's also Global X. So some really huge names. Um, Vanguard. Yeah, Vanguard as well. So some massive names that run these ETFs. Yeah. So that's really important because um, that obviously will depend on performance. But that also can help us understand the fees that are involved with an ETF because, there are ongoing fees. You don't directly pay it, uh, but it will be charged sort of through the ETF as well. So that's really important. Deciding then on an asset class, do you want it to be in equities? Do you want it to be bonds? Do you want it to be commodities? So ETFs are a great way that investors can gain exposure to, say, commodities rather than having to go and buy physical gold. Um, you can buy it through an ETF, GLD, which is a gold ETF, is one of the longest standing ETFs in the world. So there's, you know, there's lots of ways that investors can gain exposure to different asset classes. 
uh, which is I think is great. But essentially, we just want to understand what that fund is is made up of, uh, who's running the fund, as I say, how much that fund charges, and obviously, importantly, how well has that fund performed uh, over time as well. So plenty that can go into it. But again, if you can drill down into those specific areas, it should make it a little bit easier for you to uh, to find those ETFs. And, and there also are plenty of screeners out there these days. So when I say screeners, essentially it will give you the ability to, to go in and, and put in what you're looking for. So it might be, okay, equities, I'm looking for stocks in um, the US or I'm looking for exposure to clean energy. And often these screeners will then be able to suggest ETFs rather than you having to go and find them. So I would always say if you can Google ETF screener and it will help you find uh, those ETFs as well built around your parameters. Awesome. I love that. And I know when I was looking at some healthcare ETFs the other day, I could actually go in and go to like the ETF provider and actually look at exactly what companies did that ETF have in it. And that was really cool to check out and what the different weights were as well. So how what a percentage of um, that ETF it had in a different company. So, okay, awesome. There's lots, lots to think about there, but also just, I guess, doing your research and getting started. Absolutely. Yeah. And as you say, the weighting is also a huge part of that as well, right? Because each ETF will have specific weightings. And that's really important to note because it's not always going to be equally weighted. So we may have a 20% exposure to one stock, but a 0.5% exposure to another stock. So that's going to be really important when you're building your portfolio, because if that ETF has a 20% exposure to Tesla, but you already own you know, 20% of Tesla in your portfolio already, it may not be the ETF that is best suited to you. So that is, again, a huge part in, you know, deciding what ETFs to buy is looking at what it owns, looking at those weightings and how it can, you know, diversify your portfolio or sometimes overexpose you to particular stocks or sectors in your portfolio as well. Yes, I felt very um, financially savvy the other day when I was looking to invest in a certain company. I was like, I wonder if it's in an ETF and it has a higher weighting and I found it. So I thought, okay, well, that feels more, that's more comfortable for my risk tolerance. So I'm going to buy it in an ETF instead of just buying it as an outright company. Yeah, absolutely. And that's sometimes a great way to be able to, you know, find exposure to a sector or an area. You know, for example, AI at the moment, you know, a huge trend, a huge theme you know, investors are probably thinking, okay, where can I really get started in this sort of, you know, industry? Where can I get started? You know, so finding ETFs that maybe have exposure to multiple companies, you know, say your Microsoft, your Alphabets, your NVIDIAs, rather than having just to pick one specific stock, it gives you that overall exposure to sort of a broader industry theme, uh, rather than having to say necessarily go in on, on one sort of stock and, you know, have that mix of weightings between a whole theme or a whole sector. So yeah, it's a great way to diversify it and quite simply diversify as well. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Josh. I am not a financial guru, so please don't mistake my hilarious bants for expert financial advice. The information in this podcast is general in nature and doesn't take into account your personal or financial situation. You should consider whether the information is appropriate to your needs and where appropriate seek financial advice from a financial advisor. In fact, we encourage it. 